You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. And my name is Tess Regera, and I just want to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity. The purpose is not to shift blame or anything, but just to see, to realize that there is something going on out there that is dumbing down human consciousness. And, you know, Devesh, he has so much wisdom to share on returning to soul power, returning to powered consciousness, because he specializes in emotional intelligence. He specializes on personal transformation for leaders and service-based business owners. And we've had several conversations about this. Um, Devesh and I have uh, been talking about this. I've been... Uh, luring him to come on the show because he has so much, he has a vast knowledge on this. But first of all, Devesh, welcome. Thank you. I finally got you on the show. Yay. Thank you for having me, Tess. <laughs> yeah. So usually I ask my guests, why did they come on the show? And what is the crime against humanity that you can't shut up about? So, uh, Crime against humanity. I, I really think the crime against humanity is, um, it's not what's being done, it's, it's what not being done in a sense, right? It's everything that we know, that we've learned about over the last few decades, we, the last hundreds of years, we've learned so much things that have been kept from people, or even though we know what a big impact it can have on people's lives, we don't go out and share it. But instead, we put the guise of this is good for people, this is good for people. And we learn stuff, but it doesn't get trickled down to humanity. And therefore, it's almost like you're being, you're like, I want to ride a bike. And you're like, here's a motorcycle, and I'm not going to give you, um, I'm just going to tell you what the speed limit is, how to turn it on, but I'm not going to tell you how to balance yourself how to keep yourself in state, how to keep yourself riding this thing. It could be so dangerous, but you can just maintain your balance by just maintaining your composure. And that's kind of how we live through life, right? But we're not given any of that. Someone gives you the keys to the car. Someone trains you for war, but you go out there and the war is totally different, you know, and you got to learn yourself. And some people never learn. You know, we go through our whole lives trying to do the best we can with the situations that we've been given, but we're not really given something to ever be outside of that. And therefore, so many people live without ever having truly lived. And I really think a half-lived life is the greatest crime against humanity. A half-lived life is the greatest crime against humanity. I like that a lot. Yes, it is. And uh, I can remember that dark night of the soul I was having because I didn't understand the truth of what you just said there. And there was a, a conflict inside of me. And I thought I, I already achieved so much. And yet there was something more. There was something more. There's something more that the soul's potential, potential and destiny uh, that we came here to do. And what I heard from what you were talking about is the remembrance, remembering what you are about, remembering who you are. So I heard you say we have to face our emotions. So do you want to expand on that a little bit? Why is that important? Why, why face your emotions? So I want to take you back to, um, in 2016, I came across, uh, uh, I don't know if I can say his name, but you know, this guy, I, there's not a lot of leaders that I follow because, you know, everyone's, yeah, make a six figure this, seven figure this, you know, like, great, you know, those are all well and good, but you know, there's a handful of leaders that kind of know what's coming that are tuned in to, you know, like humanity goes through different levels of evolution, right? So as we're transitioning, we exist within a set of ideals. And as we're transitioning to a new set of ideals, what happens is, is the old kind of wants to keep things the same. And there's a period of time, there's a transition. So imagine that you're at a club and you're listening to like, you know, not saying, you you know, I go to clubs all the time, but I'm just giving you an example. You're, you're listening to this song and you're dancing. You're like, I don't like this song. I want this song to change. I want this song to change. But you can't go from the middle of one song and cut to the next song, there's got to be, okay, there's all these elements that are active, but we've got to let some of these elements become quieter and quieter and quieter until there's less layers. And then the next song just begins, right? 
But if you try to make that jump right in the middle of it, guess what'll happen? You're just trying to control the situation. That's kind of life, right? You're always coming in and you're always going out. Your situation is changing. What you are this year, you get to be. Who have I been? What are the things in my life that are creating this in my life and my inability to deal with it or whatever I'm feeling that's coming up? And what do I now get to recalibrate inside myself as a result of what's come up? And that's the only thing we can really put focus on. So I'll give you an example. When all of this was happening, I was not affected. I was totally fine with the way everything was going. And I knew that this was coming, you know, six years ago, I was sitting with this guy that I was just mentioning and he was working with a handful of people and he was telling them, he's like, look, you know, um, we're going to start moving towards, you know, what's happening over the next five years is very important. They're going to start moving towards digital currency. You know, there's going to be some form of social credit. They're going to try to bring in like a digital passport to monitor, you know, what's going on and how they'll go about doing it. You know, we don't know, right? But this is something that's, you know, we've been speaking about for the past five years. Um, uh, so what I was being taught at that time was we need leaders in the space that when this happens, they are already pre-prepared. They've understand that there's going to be stuff that we're not going to be able to control. And we need leaders that can really stand up and lead with what's really needed right now. And that's what he was preparing us for. And he was preparing us to do the deep inner work. He was taking people to do plant medicines in the jungle uh, so that they could really face the stuff that's deeply anchored inside them because life was going to create situations where those things were going to come up for people in the next three or four years. And he was getting people ready so that no matter what happens on the outside, you can stand in your center on the inside. Uh, there was a guy that, you know, 2016, I was learning from this guy. And, uh, and he said to me, Devesh, doing the work is getting between doing the work because he was getting too caught up in what his program was, was all this stuff. And this guy was making a lot of money. Like this is a very successful guy. And he disappeared. He disappeared from social media because he said doing the work is getting between doing the work. And he's like, I need to do what's now called for me. So he spent in 2016 to 2018 preparing the spiritual community to be business-minded, to be autonomous so that they're not reliant on the job or the industry. They learn um, how to master the game on the outside, to, to make money, be autonomous, understand wealth, and also on the inside to not be swept away when the outside really tries to, you know, have a big impact on the emotions that come up. And he was preparing people for it. And he was doing that by doing plant medicine, because that brings up a lot of stuff for you as well, right? And then, then he's got coaching, he's got support ongoing to deal with the stuff that comes up. In 2018, he disappeared. And what he started doing was he just started working with billionaires and taking them to the jungle because he's like, now I need to work with people. Change is not just coming from the bottom up, it's coming from the top down. So this guy was already deep in the work. So what that really showed me um, when all this stuff started happening, the first thing that baffled me was, you know, you hear about it, but I was like, man, it, it's actually happening right now. The content of whatever's going on, you know, COVID vaccines, like whatever, like the con I'm not here to talk about the content, right? Like I, I'm here to talk about the context, right? The context of what, what needs to happen for humanity to evolve. So with what's happening right now, this is almost in a sense needed, right? Right. Right. This is almost needed, right? Now, why is it needed? Is because, I'll give you an example. I was not phased by any of this. Up until two months ago, I started feeling a lot of anger and rage coming up. When I started seeing the coercion with people being forced to get the vaccination and everything else, you know, and this is not about the vaccination. This is not about COVID. What I'm talking about is choice. Like, I just refuse to believe that there is a be-all or end-all. And despite everything that we've learned, despite how little science in the Western world knows about energy, you know, we don't even, in psychotherapy, we don't even take into consideration values. You're, you know, like, like anything that's esoterical, anything that's outside the five senses, we don't even deem as real. Right. I used to work six years ago. I used to work as a case manager for Allianz Insurance. And I used to look at workers' compensation claims. I had a claim where this guy had 15, 16 years of therapy with a psychiatrist and the reports were the same thing. It didn't help him be at ease and understand what the lesson was. It was just helping mm -hmm. him be numb to what was going on. And this is what everybody in humanity is going through. Right. Right. And that's what exactly. happened to me. 
And this is what I've realized. This is the power of emotions. I started feeling all this rage and this anger coming up. And I'm like, why am I feeling this? It's because there was a sense of control. I felt like I was being controlled and that was take away my freedom. And what I realized in that moment was something very important. I was having a conversation with somebody and I said to them, is that what's going on around me is exactly what happened to me when I was a kid. Like, you know, I grew up in India, you know, like, you know you're, you're physically beaten in school. I came to Australia, I was like, you know, uh, you know, heavily bullied and just made to feel like an outcast. And that really made me feel that people were trying to control me or their perception of me because I was different, right? And I, I said to the person that I came out on the other side and I can see everybody's going through the same thing that I went through. And they're feeling lost and they're feeling helpless and they're feeling like this is just the way things are. I've got to give in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I am not able to deal with. But that was my aha moment. I hadn't made peace with the fact that I went through suppression and control, but I came out okay. And right now with what's going on to everybody, whatever's happening, they're just doing the best they can because they've not had to deal with it, right? So now they feel like I've got to do this. The government's right. And then you're repeatedly hearing it. You're repeatedly hearing the thought, which is creating the emotion, which is creating the belief, which is creating the paradigm, which is creating the identity. And now you're just a collection of all this stuff you're exposed to. And you're just tuning into what your body's feeling and you're identifying with it as true and you're expressing it. And the way for you to feel safe when there's a lot of uncertainty is to find certainty with everybody around you. Yes, there's people, 80% of people are like me. Yes, they agree with what I say. Let's all get the vaccination so that, you know, we can go back to normal so we'll be safe. So really the content of this is the relative, right? The content is the relative. It's really the context of what this is really being up for everybody. Now, before I came to this, I was actually having a, I was at the coffee shop and I actually asked the person in the coffee shop, I'm like, look, I'm going to go on this podcast and this is what it's about. What's the one thing that's almost a crime against humanity that people aren't made aware of? That because they don't think about this, they really hold themselves back. Uh-huh. And it was a young girl and what she said to me, she's like, do you mind if I say something a bit deep? I'm like, please go for it. Tell me something that's a bit deep. And she said to me, she's like, the conversation of death She's like, we're so unfamiliar with the conversation of death is that it seems like the absolute worst thing and the chance and the thought of it totally throws your world out of order, right? And right. she was talking her thoughts about it and, and, and we just, and I said to her, look, and, and then I kind of confirmed what she was talking about and we decided it was under control. What she was saying is that because we've not made peace with the fact that we're mortal, that there's certain things that are a part of life, we try to avoid them. We want it to be a 0% chance that I can die and something bad can happen to me. But the only reason we feel that is because we've lived a life that's been so good. Think about it. The only reason the sense of control comes up is because we live in a life where we have instant gratification, what you want. You can call people at a fingertip. You want to have thoughts and imagination. You want to know how to think about something. You can Google it. You, you have Uber Eats. You have all of this stuff. So the only reason we're suffering almost is because our life has been so good that when things don't go our way, it creates emotions that we can't deal with and we're doing everything we can to soothe it. And we look for the things on the outside because that's the frame of reference. That's how we gratify ourselves, right? So all of this has been about the outside. Even the people that are waiting for things to go back to normal, it's on the outside, right? Right. What this is all here to teach us is no one's come to save us. What if you were born right now, Tess, in World War One? What if you were 17 right now, World War One's going on, you're like, man, this is going to be over in the next two days. I want to celebrate my fucking 18th birthday, right? Guess what? World War One. hey, I've got different plans, buddy. It's not going to happen. There's no 21st birthday for you. Hey, now I'm 21. Shit, man, there's like 60 million people that have died around the world. Holy crap. That's all right. I can live the rest of my life in peace. Holy shit, guess what? Now there's World War Two. Now there's a bloody Great Depression. Imagine going through all of that. Imagine going through all of that. Now imagine ending your life, going back as a soul and looking back at your life and thinking, you know what? There's a couple of lessons that I still need to learn, but I don't need to learn them so harshly. Let me go back to planet earth, to the earth school, and let me learn a few new lessons. Now let me decide which time I want to be born in. You know what? I think I'm going to be born during the the COVID era and around, you know, the bushfires and, you know, whatever else is going to happen in the next two years. Uh, You know, like it's going to get, much worse in a sense before it gets better which is why 
we can't look for the outside. This is the inner game. Are you going to constantly wait for things on the outside to be good until you learn how to be present on the inside? This is not the first time it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if we walk around with a checklist that has to be ticked for us to feel good, guess what? That checklist is always going to be dictated by the outside and we're never going to be happy. This has to be about the emotional game. Everything that comes up is for us to transmute. The moment I realized that the feelings that I was feeling was really about me not making peace with me being bullied and me realizing that the person who I now am is because of what happened to me. I thought I'd made peace with that, but guess what? I hadn't. There's a deeper layer that I hadn't. Right. There's a deeper layer. Mm -hmm. And even just, deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to what you're saying. Uh, when the When I first saw the video of Gates of Hell, I want to call him, Bill Gates, saying that you have no choice you gotta get vaccinated and i'm like over my dead body and at that time i was thinking oh my god you know heaven you know it's like i can create my own heaven and then bill gates comes along and kind of like oh my god can he can he really force me can he really take away my freedom can he really uh, do all these things and I had to do exactly what you're saying there and really face my demons and that you know I had to be able to transmute that emotion well first acknowledge it recognize that there is that separation that there is that fear inside of me that fear that someone else has control and power over me and then and then really connect with, no, we are soul powered. We are here, we, we each have different purpose and paths and all that. But collectively we are sharing this experience, uh, this reality, but collectively we can shift it too. I, I really believe that. And I, I love everything that you're saying because that is the power right there. This is how we return the soul power to the people by having that emotional intelligence, by having that emotional um, ability to, to look at your emotion and okay, heal that emotion and, and allow that emotion to just pass through, right? So, um, but this is not common knowledge. This is not something that a lot of people do. Everyone is just, uh, I need to get by, get through this and, mm. and bend over backwards. You just said, you know, people are being compliant just to, to get off the discomfort of having to face their own power. Isn't that ironic? It is ironic, you know, and, and the beautiful thing is, is look, you know, I, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with people because I really need people that aren't just stuck with how do I make my next $10,000 a month? How do I get to my next income goal? I need the people that are like, look, I know how to play the game. You know, I've been in business for a while. I'm good at what I do. I'm in a position of leadership. I really value mastery and I really need to come in and spend time with somebody that can really go on a journey with me over six months, 12 months, over a longer period of time to really just help me come and be more grounded in my inner core. And when we become grounded in that core, when we tune out of the outside and we really make space to become grounded, which is more relevant now than ever before, you know, there comes a point in your life where you realize, and this happens with so many people I've worked with, you know, and the content is around it. Like someone's like $30 million in debt. Someone's got like a huge thing that's going on. But at the end of the day, all I ever work with them on is this. And when we do that, everything changes. So the content is irrelative. All the content, we can take any issue in your life whether it's your relationships, whether it's your money, whether it's whatever. And if we deeply explore it, it'll come back to this, the same set of things, right? Okay. The same patterns that exist between all of them. So we get caught up in the chemical response. Energy comes in. It has no form, right? Like we give it form. It comes in. I go towards my paradigm. I make up my mind with what I know. So I'm not one person. I'm not Devesh. I'm a thousand different people that have been through a thousand different scenarios that has a thousand different beliefs, that has a thousand different situations that when I come across this situation, yeah, my mind dips back to a, to a happy memory, you know, and the neuron fires through my brain. It goes through my synapses, you know, in the millisecond before I'm even aware of it, 
you know, I go into, you know, fight or flight or rest and relaxation. Either my autonomous nervous system is activated or my parasympathetic nervous system is activated. And it's going, you know, that single thought is now activating all of my nine nervous systems. And it's either flooding every single neurotransmitter in my cell with either cortisol, adrenaline, you know, epinephrine, norepinephrine, or it's filling it with, you know, serotonin, dopamine, all this other stuff, all based on what? Based on my association to something in the past. The moment I turn on the news, the moment I see a friend, Mm -hmm. I'm not consciously deciding. It's already decided for me and I'm tuning into it. And if we live in that, if we're never conscious, then mm -hmm. all we're ever doing is we are responding to the anchors that have been there that aren't even decided by me. I'm not present. So I'm never really even conscious. I'm just responding. Right. When we become conscious, we stop trying to control. We realize who do I have to be to be in harmony with what's going on outside? Who do I have to be to not resist and try to change what's happening outside of me, but for me to be like, right, what is my space in this? What is my role? What's relevant for me? And what can I do to be relevant to my life journey and to the life journey of everything that is around me? And let me expand on that. I'll expand on yes. that a little bit more. Yes. Because so, you just um, shifted there from, from reacting to taking back control of your life to, to really creating your reality, right? Absolutely. Versus just being dragged by external circumstances and, you know, whatever they want out of you. And you shifted it into taking back control, into actualizing, embodying what you are meant to, here to mm. do and contribute to the world. Absolutely. So the very first thing we have to we have to understand is our job is not just to be outside the negative emotions or the negative feelings, right? Because like I said earlier, we're not one person. We are a thousand different, like we're just one person, but we're just like a deck of cards, right? We're like made up of billions of cards, right? But as long as I think that I'm Devesh, I'm this one person. I like I'm mm -hmm. all of these in one go right but the moment I realized actually hang on a second okay I was given the identity of Devesh I am a thousand different scenarios I'm not I'm not the good belief but I'm also not the bad belief right if I ident if the goal is not just to transmute the negative beliefs the goal is to loosen up and kind of you know, like when you're pulling the plant out, you loosen up the dirt and the plant just comes out. If I'm not the good emotion or the bad emotion, then guess what? I'm not going to be stuck in it. I want to realize I'm just a person that experiences stuff. Feelings come up, emotions come up based on where I am. And my role is not to try to control my life situation. My role is to understand and be in tune and be conscious enough to not be taken for a ride by the emotion. For me to be present and understand what's going on, to see what's active inside me that's coming up and for me to transmute that inside me so that my life doesn't constantly keep triggering that inside me. That's the role. And for us to do that, it's not, you know, go and do NLP and try to get all your negative beliefs and remove all your limitations. You know, it's not about that in the personal development industry, we're almost conditioning people to look at limitation, right? The whole thing is being about what the problem is, right? And whilst that it's good to look at it's very one-sided it's very one-sided where you realize that all parts of you right now are in harmony they're all serving a purpose but there's something inside you that needs to change to match the life condition that you're now living in it's not for you to stay the same and for you to control the life condition no it's not so the people right now that are living on the outside waiting for things to it's got to be this so i can feel good inside it's got to be this you're selfish if you're not getting vaccinated or you know you know, you're not, you're asleep if you are getting vaccinated. It's not about any of that. It's not about that. It's really about acknowledging what's coming up inside you and not to see yourself as one general person, to not see other people as one deck of cards, to see them as a thousand different people that have different things that are active, that 99% of them are the same as you, but there's a couple of things that are different. And if you are in tune with your emotional journey, then guess what? you would see where the other person is and you would see that they're just doing the best they can with what they've been given. So for me and what I know about health, I want to make a choice. And it's not being anti-vax, anti it's being 
pro-choice, pro-health. I believe science can't know everything that there is about energy. And, and it, like, there's so many things that science leads with logic. And there's so many things that we don't know about the human body and the power of potential and energy. And I'm not willing to discount that. Right. Now, the thing that's coming up for me, for me to deal with is I need to stay focused on what I can do, what's relevant, what, what my job here is. Now, when we talk about the scale of consciousness, um, you know, everyone has a different calibration, right? But we need people at all levels of calibration. It's not necessarily bad for somebody to be at a lower calibration. So let me give you an example. There's a lot of people right now that, for example, um, you know, if I go to the protest, right? Uh, there's people right now that, um, you know, have had emotions of guilt and shame that have been dormant inside them that have been, through, you know, that they've been through, through their life experiences that they've not had a chance to really work at. So when stuff goes wrong in their life, they feel the sense of guilt or shame and I can't really do it. This is low self-worth. Now, with what's going on right now with COVID, it's bringing up a lot of frustration with people. It's bringing up a lot of anger with people. So what that's doing is it's actually helping them move up in their evolution of consciousness. Now, you might say that that person's in anger and they're not conscious, but there's no thing as better or worse. They're actually, there's so much power in anger. There's power in frustration. There's personal power taking responsibility. Now, somebody that's calibrating at 700 in a scale of consciousness, uh, and I'm referring to the book Power Versus Force. You know, if you've not this book please check this book out this book honestly will make sense of everything that's going on right now so it talks about everybody's calibrating at a different level of consciousness uh so someone who's calibrating at like a 700 level of consciousness they're going to be a mismatch for the protest right they're going to be a mismatch like their role might be to sit with a handful of leaders and really talk with them and really maintain a level of calibration with people that know that this is going on i've got to play the game but i've got to work on the inside so that in 2030 2040 2050 2060 what have i contributed to the world that i know that is what i was here to do right which some people might be going after the protest some people might be right i know what's going on there's a lot of deception but quite frankly you know julian assange like the guy that you know i'm sure you know who julian assange is the guy you know wikileaks he released all of it. But what happened to him? He's now being tortured. Like, you know, he was hiding out in the embassy uh, for God knows how many years. You know, Australian government doing nothing to protect him, right? Because there's a momentum of evolution. There's a momentum of society that we, we are society that we've created. So sometimes maybe it's not the best idea to fight the momentum. The best thing to do is to generate an alternate momentum and add to it so it starts building up speed. So you can start adding a momentum in your way. You can be an invitation to change, to bring other people along because it's not the first time it's going to happen. It's not the first time there's going to be something that's going to throw everybody off. It's not the first time it's going to happen. You're not going to, whether you believe in past lives or not, whatever, when you come back, this is going to happen again and again and again. So what's the opportunity? Are you going to keep giving in or are you going to realize that this is about learning the lessons? Now, either way, it's fine. You can either learn the lesson in this lifetime or you can end this lifetime and learn the lesson by looking back at your life and coming back for another 10,000 lives we learn those lessons or you can learn them in one lifetime there's no right or wrong there's an evolution that every single person has and when we zoom out and we remember that that's the grand nature of life that at the end of this life you're going to look back and you're going to see if you did what you came here to do and if you didn't you're going to want to come down again and if you didn't you're going to want to come down in world war one you know what i didn't learn the lesson i need to come back in world war one i need to be reincarnated in the past because remember Time is not linear. So when, you know, our next life could be in the past, could be 10,000 years in the future, right? So I want to come back during World War One so I can really learn the lesson that I was just refusing to see. And it's going to fucking suck. I'm going to be in a lot of pain. But guess what? When that life ends, I'm going to learn the lesson. I don't want so, to come back anymore. <laughs> I don't want to come back anymore. But guess what? That's not your decision because you are... Uh, symphony of life everything's in a symbiotic relationship with everything else all parts of you your lungs your eyes your heart the way one thing in nature works everything works like that and my emotions are like that my fear you know you make people feel bad about not you like you know talk about personal development industry yeah you got these fears you gotta let go of your fears okay great but your fear is like your left lung right your guilt and your shame is like your heart and I, like so these are all things that are active in your field that you've learned how to cope with life through. But if I take that away, I'm taking away your heart. I'm taking away your lung. 
the first thing we need to understand is that everything is in a perfect rhythm. Just like you have an orchestra, there's like the tram, there's a trombone, there's a jazz, there's a triangle. Even the triangles are like is as important as as the piano. It's as you know, and there's all these things inside you that are in symphony. Even the bad parts of you, they're not bad. They're just the way you're meeting your needs. So we need to understand that if we're in tune with the inner harmony with what's going on, then we can understand when, oh, look, that piano's playing too loud. I'm having the emotion trigger up. My heart's beating really fast. My guilt has been activated. And now you get to bring that part into alignment. So you're in harmony with all of yourself, but you're not rejecting, trying to change things on the outside, trying to control a certain situation. You're understanding that as a result of what's going on the outside, what's coming up on the inside, and I need to come back to harmony with myself. There comes a point in everybody's life. I can tell you this right now. I work with a lot of people that have made a ton of money. And I'm not talking about the people that are trying to get their next final up or trying to get their next, you know, six-figure launch or seven-figure launch. I literally don't give two shits about those conversations, right? They're just so, I, I just don't care about those conversations. But I've been through people that have fallen from grace, the people that have fallen down. And they're the ones that realize, you know what? It's really about being a game. And now, Devesh, I can't find joy in the relationships, in the excitement, in the career. There's something calling inside me, but I don't know how to blow. The, there's, the lines are blurred. I don't know how to drop into that space. And that call comes to everybody. And when it comes, you have to spend time in that space and not just spend time in here whilst you're out there. You really have to understand that this is what's important. And you have to lead with this. And over time, that causes pain because now you're disidentifying with the title, the label. You're not the coach. You're not the author. You're not the speaker. You're not any of those things. What if that was taken away from you? Could you stand firm with the conviction of who you were at your core if everything was taken away from you and knowing where to start from, knowing who to harmonize with, knowing what who to connect with out there, knowing what movement to start? You're like You would know where to start from. And when that is grounded, when that is stable, you want to engage with the relationships, the life, all the other stuff that becomes joyful again. I've got something here that I want to read out to you. Is it okay for me to share this? Yeah, yes, please. So do you know Gary Zukov? He's been on like Oprah a lot of times. Like, you know, I'm not trying to make a big deal out of Oprah, but Gary Zukov is written the book, Seed of the Soul. You know, he's a really amazing guy. And, uh, you know, I've got his, his, his book, the Self-Empowerment Journal. This is a very old book. Uh, I found this in a second-hand uh, bookshop. Um, this is what I want to read something out to you. I didn't know anything about spirituality when I wrote my first book, The Dancing Wooly Masters, an overview of the new physics. And so I didn't think about it at all. Instead, I thought about how unjust and brutal the world was, how unappreciated I was, and how I would pay my rent, buy food, and find sex. In other words, I was angry, bitter, unproductive, and a judgmental sex addict. That was my condition when I was invited to a weekly meeting of physicists at the Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory in Berkeley, California. I went to that meeting out of curiosity. I left fascinated. The physicists there discussed the deepest question I could imagine, questions such as, does consciousness create reality? When I returned home, I discovered to my surprise that I could not reproduce the discussions that had so stimulated me. I began to read about quantum physics and I questioned the physicist I was meeting. Slowly, I began to understand the fundamental concept of quantum mechanics, such as complementarity, the uncertainty principle, and the wave particle duality. I decided to write a book based on my research as a gift to those who would later become interested in physics. I hoped they would benefit from my efforts by reading one volume instead of spending days in a physics library and hours talking with physicists. While I was writing this book, I forgot to be angry. I forgot to be judgmental. I forgot to be frightened and I forgot about my need for sex. Writing the book excited me more than any of those things. But when I stopped working on the book, all of them returned. Within six months, I noticed that the dancing woolly masters had taken on a life of its own and that it was funnier, wiser, and more patient than I was. I had written each chapter as I felt moved, regardless of what I had put into the outline beforehand. In retrospect, I was amazed to discover that chapters written months apart fit together perfectly. My life was so painful when I was not writing the book and so fulfilling and engaging when I was, that I decided to, that I wanted to live my life as my book was being written, spontaneously, intelligently, and joyfully. I'm grateful that I followed my heart, excitement, and joy instead of my fears, 
and that I chose to write the Dancing Woolly Masters. That choice created possibilities and yet more choices that would not have been available to me otherwise. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, and that is it right there. And sometimes when we are in a crisis situation, when there's oppression going on, that illusion that we can be separated from our soul power, from our soul, from our light, can be so convincing, isn't it? And so then like your experience and my experience, there was an outrage, there was a lot of emotion because our safety, our, our security was taken off and that's our primal need is to feel safe. And so a lot of people now look for safety through the government, thinking that the government will be taking care of them. And uh, no, please take a look at what the government is doing right now. It's a power grab, it's overreach, and really more and more freedom are being taken away, mm. right? And I really believe what you're talking about, connecting with this higher power, this thousand deck, you know, thousand cards, thousand personalities, whatever you call it, because we're infinite expressions of God, right? Creator, however you want to call it, universe, um, nature, right? We were, we're, we're, we're that. And, and I love what you're saying that it's all about the wholeness perspective. I go with a policy of no parts left behind, the shadow and light and the integration and harmonizing of it. So, you know, but we forget, we forget. We go into a trance, we go into, we, we fall asleep. We forget who we are. But if there's anything that I would like you to pick up on what Devesh has talked about is we are more than this piece of meat, this flesh. We are a convergence of so many layers and dimensions and abilities and uh, uh, emotions even, it's, it's, it's a whole thing that if we only take a pause and bring it to the body, physicalize our soul, uh, we can do magic, we can do, we can create miracles and we can shift the suffering from resistance to freedom. And Devesh, um, how, let's tie this back to the fear of death because a lot of people are just, I don't want to get the COVID, so I'm going to get vaccinated. Uh, I don't want to get COVID, so I'm going to force you. I'm going to bully you into submission. Because we, if, we, if you don't comply, if you don't do it, then I'm not safe. So how, how do we do that? How do we handle fear of death? Um, mm -hmm. What conversation do we need to have around death and rebirth and, and all that? I just want you to put the pieces back together. Um, oh. Awesome. So I honestly think that the moment we're caught up in anything, it's because we're not seeing the fuller picture. Mm -hmm. For you to be in the fear of death means that, so if we just zoomed out and I started talking about, um, so I want to talk about the book Power Versus Force. So for the past 60, 70 years, if anybody's worked with me, the one thing that you know is that I'll give you homework to read this book. Like This is the first thing I'll tell you, you got to read this book because this book will change everything. And what it talks about is that, uh, so, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have seen the scale of consciousness. I'm, uh, I'm sure that there's a, um, and there's a, so basically what power versus force, what it is, it talks about um, power and force, right? So it talks about um, you're either operating from power, which is, for example, or you're operating from force. And an example of that is, uh, for example, if I want to hold up, if I want to, I want to hold up this deck. The moment I let, let it go, it's going to drop to the floor, right? Right? So I'm using force to hold this up, right? Which means that I haven't embodied this. Like, I've got to hold this up. I've got to create force, right? So if I talk about fear, I talk about guilt, I talk about shame, they're all from a force place. So even courage is from a force place because if I'm trying to be courageous, it's because I feel afraid, right? So I need to be courageous for me to move into action, Right? If I'm operating from fear that, okay, I, if I don't get the vaccination or, you know, if I don't do this, I'm not going to be paid. I'm not going to get whatever, you know, we're, yeah, great. We're making the choice out of fear, right? 
or you could be making it out of acknowledgement. I'm not saying everybody that's making the choices out of here. I'm not saying that. There's very smart people that are choosing it because it's the best thing for them and they might be in love and that's totally fine. But what I'm just using that as an example. So I've just turned my video off by. Um, so uh, basically, if I'm making the decision, um, uh, you know, I'm very sorry. I've just, the screen turned off and I've, I've lost my turn. I thought, what was your question? The question is to just tie tie it into the fear of death. Yeah, fear of death. Okay, great. We started so, with fear of death. Yeah. Absolutely. So the scale of whatever emotion has not been resolved, the lens that you look through the world changes based on where you are in the emotional scale. Right? So if so, I wonder if you made peace with the fear of death, if you acknowledged that. In power versus force, you're either operating out of force or you're operating out of power. Now, why does that relate to the fear of death? So I want to talk about the evolution of consciousness. So just like every single person has a calibration, the earth has a calibration, that all of humanity has a calibration, right? So the calibration of the earth was actually always in force, which means that for things to maintain, for things to play out on our planet, for businesses to run, the way the systems were structured, they were from a force place, which means you've got to do this. World War Three, we got to like domineer people. You've got to listen to this control. You know, you'll get paid if you listen to X, Y, Z, right? So the world has always been in force. It's always been below 200. Zero to 200 is force and 200 to 1,000 is power. So if I'm in force, things can only work if I'm holding it up. But what's power? Gravity. Gravity is power. Gravity just is. Gravity doesn't, it just is, right? You can't resist gravity. It just is. It's omnipresent at all the time, right? Energy just is, right? So when you start operating from power, you're operating from acknowledgement. Okay, it just is. It's not good or bad. This is what is, right? If you're operating from place of love. Okay, it doesn't matter if I get the vaccine, if I don't get the vaccine, you know, I'm not going to hate on the people that aren't getting it, right? So your choice could still be whatever, but it's the emotion that we have that dictates how we're seeing the world, right? So naturally, when it comes to the fear of death, I feel the fear of death is just a representation of all the stuff that we've tried to control and how we've been dictated by the first day going to school. Sit down, shut up, don't say a word. You gotta do this to get report card. There's a thousand people in the school. You gotta be like all the thousand kids. You know, of course you're being an individual, but you gotta follow the same rules, dress the same way, right? So, that whole sense of certainty when you go to work, oh, it's nine o'clock, I've got to wear this clothes, I've got to do this. But that becomes your frame, how you look at everything else. If I don't do this, I'll get in trouble. If I don't do this, I'll be in deep shit. Now, that way of thinking, that system you kind of exist within, you're going to look at everything through that filter, right? Whereas if you've been someone that's kind of, you know, you might have left work, launched your own business, you realize, shit, what's getting in the way of me evolving my business is, it's got to be this. I've got to make sure I'm getting, you know, consistent pay every single month. Like that's what happens at the beginning. Like you have to learn how to deal with the lack of control, right? If you've been in business, this is where a lot of people in business aren't agreeing because they've been through this. Like imagine not knowing when the next dollar is coming. Imagine not knowing how much you're making next month, right? But their life experiences have trained them to realize, okay, I can't control if I'm going to be busy next month, but what I can control is what I can do about it. I can grow my business right? Now, somebody else might have been through a marriage and been through a divorce. They might have had a death in the family. Their, their son, kid might have passed away. There's, imagine being a mother in Africa right now in a third world country. 34% of all kids are dead before they're like six months old. Like, it's nuts. Imagine being that. Imagine their soul's evolution. This person that's poor living in this country, their soul is learning and evolving faster than you in your luxury, right? Now, I'm just putting this into perspective, right? The fear of death is just your life is being so good that when things don't go your way, you suffer. But you only suffer because your life is being so damn good. So how about we realize that when things don't go our way, when I don't agree with things, it's because I'm so used to things being controlled. But that's what's holding humanity back because we're never going to get to a zero COVID. We're not going to get to a 0% chance of death. That's not going to fucking happen. Why don't people believe if you're worried about a 0.0004% chance of death if you're under the age of 70, then why don't you risk taking a chance? If that's how much you believe in statistics, risk taking a chance is something that could work out. Hey, there's a 50% chance that I can fail my business. 
But those are pretty good odds, a 50% chance you can succeed. If you're willing to believe that there's a 0.4% chance that I could die, therefore I gotta be hypervigilant, then hey, there's so much other stuff that this is out freaking great at. What a great time to be alive. So let's look at the full picture. Yeah. Well, isn't that ironic that point zero 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 whatever, right? Fear of death is actually what you're creating if you limit your life. And we go back to what you said in the beginning, the biggest crime against humanity is not fully living your life. Mm -hmm. And yet a chance of point zero 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 whatever, right, is limiting you, is trapping you into a corner and not doing anything with your life. And now they are really forcing you, Australians, to stay within what, 10 kilometers? What did you say in the beginning? Five kilometers, 10 kilometers within your address. Mm. So it's, it's becoming more real and people are more like, oh my God, you know, is this going to be permanent or what more are they gonna take away from us? So these are all insights. And then what you're saying, tune into the emotions that's rising up in you, because those are clues. Like what's in it? Why is that showing up? All those. But first, yeah, reconcile with that fear of death, because that fear of death, you're actually not living. And so what? that's what you're creating. And it doesn't make sense, does it? doesn't make sense that every day everything is happening and you're just limiting yourself into a little bubble when your life can still be expansive even when the outside world is trapping you because that's where they control is when you actually comply mm. and when you actually give them permission to limit your movement. So whether that's protesting, whether, you know, whatever's in alignment with you, whatever's in resonance, for me, uh, yakking on a podcast, that's that's what's in resonance with me, um, shining a light on the crimes against humanity, that the government is not all what we think it is. It's got a hidden agenda. Um, so it is, um, you know, as I just want to bring this, and I think this is a really great example. You know, there's a lot of, you know, I, I mostly work with, you know, I work with people that have been doing their own thing for a while. Um, and the beautiful thing is like, I'm, I'm speaking to some of my clients now and I'm noticing the ones that have been in business for a while, they're responding differently. Like one of my clients, she's, you know, she owns a store and she's just said, look, um, they want all my staff to get vaccinated. Uh, my staff was crying because she doesn't, doesn't want to be forced. And I'm not going to mandate it. And if they want to come after me, then let them come after me. I'll deal with it. But that person, you know, honestly, like this is stuff people don't think about. Like when I was working in a job, I was so used to like, you don't think about this. You think that you can handle uncertainty, but the way you live every single day is how your mind frames everything. I'm going to, I've got to wear this. I've got to go up this time. I've got to make sure I work Monday to Friday. So when you wake up on a Monday, your mind's already anticipating. It's already got a measure of what things should be like. And it's looking for the checklist feel on track right and that's how we operate because we it gives a sense of control but when i started working for myself honestly like it, i honestly think it takes three years it really takes a good two three four years for you to be really grand in what you do not just in your ability to make money and coach and serve people but in your ability to be in your center when you might go two months without a payment you might have your biggest month and earn as much as you did in six months in a period of two months and you might not get it but then how do you stay in your center? Like if I'm in the emotional game, I can't let any of that. I can't think about scarcity. I'm going to say my center keeps serving people. And as I've done that over a few years, now I've been preparing myself with what's going on. Okay, great. Like I can control what I can control. You know, there's stuff coming up. I can deal with, I can transmute it, right? But the majority of people aren't in that. But that's just because there's nothing, I'm not saying I'm better than them. It just means that their life situation, they've worked in the job. They've never really had a chance to be outside of that. But now the people that are being kind of, you know, feeling the thing the most are the people that are kind of being in that job. And that's not, I'm not saying that from a bad place. I'm just giving you an example of how our lives changed based on the kind of system we exist in, right? So right now there's 20% of the people that I've learned that I get to create my own reality. I get to listen and tune into myself. And even though I'm feeling all these fears and these emotions, I'm not giving into it. I'm making my own decision. I can tune in. Every man and every woman must find their own truth. It's a knowing. And then your role is to live by it, even if the world 
doesn't agree with it, you got to stand for what you're standing for. But then when you're grounded in your inner core, you got to then play the game. You got to play the game, right? But you can't play the game if you're too caught up in the emotion. Tony Robbins, at the start of all of this, he started in his, you know, you in his five-day challenge. I remember in both of them, he brought up twice about COVID. He mentioned what he thought about it. And he said, it's like, you know, like, I don't want to mention, like, you know, uh, I don't want to get him in trouble, but, you know, he was talking about what, you know, he was like, this, he was, uh, he even did a podcast interview with a couple of health guys. Uh, but then I noticed that in his mind, he had to decide what is his role, right? What is his role? What is he here to do? He's not the guy that needs to be out there protesting. He's the guy that's working with leaders and helping them tune in and be outside the emotion so that they can see through the heart and through the mind, not through the eyes and the ears. That's his role, right? So I think about my role, you know, I could be like Julian Assange and resisting against everything, but I've got to understand that there's a rhythm to life. Everything is in a relationship with everything else. There's a song and when the song plays, you got to wait till the song comes down and then the next song comes in and that might take a hundred years. It might take 20 years. My role is to go through my journey. And, you know, if I get thrown in a concentration camp, like, so be it, whatever. Like I read the book, Man's Search for Meaning. That's my favorite book. And that book changed my life because that's really about the guy who's in the Holocaust camp and he found meaning and he realizes not the outside is a sense of meaning. And whatever happens, if I was in that situation, mate, I will grow. Like my reason for coming to this planet will be freaking complete. And I'm going to be so happy at the end of this earth. I'm going to be like, man, I really went through it. And if I don't, if I resist it, I can win and bitch and whine and moan. But I'm not doing what I came here to do. So if you feel called to do whatever is feel right for you, do it. If that means going to the protest and telling people about it and then, you know, learning to deal with being judged, that's your freaking journey. Do it, right? right? For everybody else that doesn't agree with me, that thinks that I'm being a dangerous society, that's great. That's that's awesome. Like I said, Deca Card, you don't have to believe believe everything I believe. That's totally fine. That's the beauty of it all. Every man must find his own truth and lead from it, whatever that is. And it is now time more so than ever. If you want to get out of this, start learning. Start reading about past life. Look at Dolores Cannon. Look at Michael Newton. There's all these people that speak about the purpose of coming back here again and again and again. And when you really grasp the concept of that, you'll realize that this is just a small part of the game. Now, I mentioned power versus force earlier. I mentioned that we've been operating from force. Now, in I can't remember the exact year, but it's in the book, but in like 19... 97 or something for the first time in human history the calibration of the entire species the planet went from below 200 to above 200 what does that mean it means we're operating from power not force which means that the stuff that was based on fear and control and all the lower density emotions they're all crumbling so what's been happening over the last few years right when the past is not going to repeat itself because our calibration was different in the past. You can't use that excuse. Now it's going to be different, right? Now we're operating from power, which means that anything that was keeping people in force in the lower densities is now collapsing. So what's happening? Governments, people are starting to question, right? More people are meditating than they've ever been. More people are natural healing than they've ever been. The healthcare system went from taking medication to natural healing, meditating, fresh air, fresh water. People are educating about all this stuff, emotions. So what's happening? The old is now fighting for control because that's what it leads with, right? So why are we fighting something that's on its way out? The way we go backwards is if we get stuck in the illusion and we dip into it. We planted the seed, we asked for this, and now the seed is sprouting, the ground is crumbling, there's a mighty oak that's going to facilitate even more life that is being birthed, and we're complaining. We asked for this, and it is now here. It is now our job to not control the outside, but to be ready that no matter what comes on the inside, can I be the eye of the storm? Can I be here in my presence and feel the essence of existence and my reason for being here booming through the essence of my fucking being? And I'm either being that or not. I'm either adding to life and I'm giving back to it. And if you're on mission, if you're answering that call deep inside, you just know if you're giving back to life, life will give back to you. The ground will materialize beneath your feet. You can take steps off the ledge and the ground will materialize as you take steps off the ledge. That has happened to me before. You'll be looked after. The illusion right now is that we're all living in one reality and everyone's struggling and it's my struggle. No, it's not. I can stand for what I came here to stand for 
without getting caught up in the struggles of the other people as they learn their lesson. I can stand for freedom without joining the resistance. But for other people, that's necessary. It's not my journey. So we've got to come back home. We've got to come back inside. And if you don't know what that means, good. It means you're on the path to discovering what that means. And that's what's needed for us to be willing to ask the question, be willing to not know, and to be willing to acknowledge that certainty is just... Well, for me, certainty is that connection with your inner mm. being, with your inside higher job. knowing. Yeah, it is an inside job. Uh, certainty is not in the external circumstances, but the external uh, knowing internally that you are never separate from your soul power, which is why Absolutely. it's really important to return the soul power to the people because we've been conditioned to lower our vibration. You're talking about um, levels of consciousness and calibration. Um, the food we eat, the air we breathe, um, everything, the soil, everything, so much chemicals, um, vaccine is one of them. It's all designed to lower the calibration, right? So uh, how, how do we raise our vibration? Um, mm. Well, can I just quickly say, it, it's, it's not, okay, it is, the key distinction, it's not so much to lower our vibration, it's to resonate with the people that have those vibrations active that have not been resolved. Right, right, right. right? That, that hasn't, traumas that has not been really That's uh, right. resolved, right? Absolutely. Because we started with that. We started with that, 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 why am I hurting? Why, why am I reacting this way? There's, there's that dissonance inside of us that is, uh, requiring our attention to return to wholeness to return to healing mm. right so um yeah so, so so there's a lot of programming a lot of conditioning a lot of poisoning going on right now and yeah you just have to open your eyes and ears to really look that there's something going on and it's an agenda it's not conspiracy theory but if you really look what is going on um there it's, it's really a huge crime against mm. humanity to numb us into compliance. But there's something you can do on a personal level, on a soul level. Absolutely. And I'm just trying to find um, something that I uh, think I would have said. Uh, and this is, and people think, well, we're meant to be out there doing a bunch of stuff. And we are, but I just want to share something with you. The greatest way you can actually, so if everything plays out based on the calibration of humanity, so we've actually done, they've done tests where they've meditated and they've done a synchronized meditation and the entire calibration of the country has raised and crime dropped by like 47% or whatever over like the next week, right? Like we've all seen those, like there's been so many things. So based on the calibration of the planet, guess what? The place that we're in now we're not going backwards. It is the way it is. So what's happening right now, it will get worse because it needs to happen for the old systems to crumble so that we can have the new coming in. And what's happening right now with people's need for control, it needs to happen to, for people to let go of the need of control so everybody else can move up together. Right. And as shit as that is, because, <laughs> right, we, we just have to wait it out to happen. Like, I don't know how long that'll happen. Maybe... I'll be like, I'm, I'm not trying to bring this on onto myself, but maybe I won't be in this country. Maybe like, who knows what the hell will happen? Maybe I'll get put away somewhere, like worst case scenario. But what I'm saying is I, I don't, it, that's just such a small part of the experience. Like, I'll just come back and do this all over again. Like it doesn't really bother me. And everything that I come up, all the fears, what's going to happen to my parents or my brothers or blah, 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 blah. That's just stuff for me to deal with. And I know that sounds really rough for some people, but the blessing is, I've kind of been preparing for this uh, for the last six years. I left my job. And if I hadn't, dude, I cannot imagine how I'd be right now. I'd be like right in the middle of it. And it would be tough. Can you imagine that, Terrence? Imagine that you weren't doing what you were doing and you were starting this journey now when all of this stuff was coming on. You'd, so I have a lot of compassion. You know, there's a lot of people in politics. Like imagine being even the leaders right now, like they've got to keep up with agendas. Like they've got to, you know, try to do the best thing for everybody. Like they are evolving as well right now one last thing i want to mention because i realize it's been 90 minutes i can't believe this has gone by so quick um but in power versus force 
you know, if you look at there's so many universe documentaries, I'm sure you've seen this as a kid, but you know, the universe exists uh, because there's a perfect, there's like a, a negative force and a positive force that are constantly colliding. And the explosion of that is reality, right? Like, you know, I'm sure you've seen all those documentaries growing up. Um, so, you know, if everything right now, so we know through quantum mechanics that this card is not just a card, um, uh, this is, uh, you know, vibrating particles, but they exist because there's a negative and a positive imploding. And the flash that's made out of that is, you know, a particle of this, right? Like we all know that. So if that's true, then every single um, thing around me is constantly imploding in perfect balance for there to be flashes that create reality, right? We know this, right? But there has to be a perfect of negativity and positivity. Otherwise the universe will implode, which means just as much bad stuff's happening, there's stuff on the other side that's balancing it in real time. And if it didn't, reality would explode. We wouldn't exist. But through the start of time, that's been in perfect balance. Everything's in a perfect symphony and harmony with everything else. And our job, the first thing everybody has to do is understand the nature of nature, what we exist in, the rhythm of existence. Then understand who we are and who we're not, right? If we don't understand that, then we'll get caught up in the illusion. We'll get caught up in what's going on. Mm -hmm. right. The first thing to do is to just zoom out, is to not learn about the situation, but to learn about who you are, who you're not. Calibrations, expose yourself to all this other stuff. Get lost in the infinite and you'll find certainty and grounding in that. And your job is to make that more real than what your eyes see. It's not just to talk about energy, but to believe in it. There's so many people right now that are talking about this that aren't living it. And this last thing I want to share with you, power versus force. A person that is operating from a calibration of 310 is counteracting the negativity of 190, sorry, of calibrating 195,000 people just right. by a state of being. What is 310? Uh, 310 is just acceptance, acknowledgement. It is what acceptance. it is. Acceptance, because uh -huh. 500 right? is Acknowledgement, love. 500 yeah. is love. If you're, and look, don't quote me on these numbers. Like, I'm sure they're a little bit off, but I don't have the book in front of me. But if you're 500, you're calibrating like, the, you know, the negativity of 375,000 people. There's people that exist right now. There's 10 people that exist on this planet right now that are calibrating uh, the lower energy of, um, I think it's like 2.2 2. 2 million people or something, right? So what I'm saying is- Plus Earth itself- Plus, Plus Earth, Earth itself. itself has uh, ascended consciousness too. Exactly. Yeah. So and, you and have to catch we have up. To match or... up. We have to catch up. Yeah, we have to match the energy of the Earth, and it's really forcing us to mm. really purify and purge, and and really have that come to Jesus moment and and uh, reconcile and harmonize. Absolutely. Um, so unify within ourselves. So lots of things that people can do, even though they're uh, stuck at home. Um, if you allow your creativity and your power of creation to come through, we can really shift the perspective from, oh my God, I got, I gotta, uh, I just need to have this vaccine, right? Or I don't want to have COVID into really shifting that into, wait a minute, what is this? telling me what is the response coming in from the soul level not just from here not even from the fear-based uh consciousness right but really from the depths of the soul because we each have come here for a reason and we need to come into remembrance of what mm. that is and it's Absolutely. a beautiful journey it's a beautiful journey it can be overwhelming in the beginning, it can be frustrating, it can be terrifying. But if you look around you, there are so many people that have aligned and calibrated with love and above, um, more than meditation, really the embodiment of the soul, purpose and path and uh, understanding, you know, even past life regression, or even what Devesh is saying that you're gonna come back on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to check out for a long time. I wanted to check out because I, I, I didn't feel like I belonged here um, for the longest time. It didn't make sense why I was here. But then when this thing started to come up, 
okay, now I understand what I, and what a beautiful opportunity to be here. I didn't understand that. I didn't have the gratitude for that. I didn't have the appreciation for that until I was able to uh, shift uh, my perspective and, uh, and do a lot of the either work that you were talking about. And, it, and that's a possibility. In fact, that is the calling for everyone. This is a call for soul-powered leaders to come into your power because our leaders have betrayed us and there are crimes against humanity that's being perpetuated and perpetrated uh, into our lives. And it's up to us to say yes to the calling of the soul and say no more enough is enough, right? Thank you so much, Devesh, for coming at here at Soul Power to the People podcast. Really appreciate all your wisdom and knowledge. And you're saying yes to your yes, because then we can, you're, you're giving us permission to say yes to our yes too. We don't know mm. what that is, right? But the certainty Absolutely. is in saying yes to soul self-actualization. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, thank you. I feel like I didn't even get to talk about like all the tips I could add about how to stand with them and all this. Stuff. I could just talk for another few hours. Um, but yeah, it's I know, been a great right? conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you just have to come back. You just have to come back um, and, and have a, a pulse of what's going on in Australia. Because um, there's there's so many things, you know, it's it's noisy on both sides. But if you, like you said, come into the center, you will come into your own higher knowing what you need to do. And you guys, you got to be able to do that yourself. Um, but there's the Vesh and, uh, you know, a lot of coaches and a lot of people in not just spirituality, you know, just even practical stuff that we can do now to get out of you know the fear of death the fear of not living our our life fully the fear of cheating our own selves <laughs> and 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 not uh, really um accomplishing achieving and and actualizing into the higher potential that we came here to be because we are souls we are not just uh, this body we're not just this physical flesh there's so much more to us than meets the eye. So I'd love you to look into that journey and join us again next week for another episode of Soul Power to the People podcast. Thank you so much, Devesh, and thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.